You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Alan and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Alan Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. It's podcast time. It is a Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. It's a Wednesday, Jerry. Al, what is up, man? How are we doing? I'm doing all right. I was just thinking um, about people who don't have like regular jobs that they go to or even work from home with. Like uh, I was thinking in particular musicians for whatever reason today, yep. uh, actors, that sort of thing. What do they do all day? I asked you the same thing yesterday. What you did? do you do all day? Oh, what I do all day. Yeah, but at least I have this that I, I you know, I'm up early. Yes. So I do work for this, and then I will take a nap because I didn't get to sleep at night like I should have. Yeah, I walk the dog, have dinner, but... Hold on, hold like, on, hold on. Yes? Between 11, 11, between 10.25 in the morning and yeah. 7 p.m. Okay. You are free. Yes. That's pretty... Uh, you know what? You scrimp on, uh, on, on sleep. They probably sleep in. I'll bet you they've got just as much time as you have. Yeah, but, but like, what are they doing? Do to pass the time. They have bigger houses. They have nicer they properties. Hide from their spouses. <laughs> yeah, like I think I feel like musicians in particular nowadays all have some sort of home studio setup because it's much easier to do than it used yeah, to be. Sure, sure. So they probably go in and tool they around jam. with their guitars or their pianos and hide and write songs about you know being depressed and home and all that stuff. Right. Sure. But I bet you there's periods of time where billy joel does not touch a piano yeah you're probably bored of it you can't do it every day but what's he doing today what is billy Nothing. joel doing today this, again and i i'm i know it's different but it's also the same this is what i was saying as i've gotten used to going home and being home by eleven thirty. yeah and with my kids not well my older son is playing basketball but we're not allowed to go watch it so it's really nothing more than dropping him off for practice or a game and then going right. home again my little guy is not doing anything until, I mean, we're starting now, but for the last couple of months, like, there's nothing going on. And I sit there and say, how do people that have free time pass the time and feel productive? So I don't know. I mean, a celebrity, yeah. you would think, has people do things for them. It's not like, like, Billy Joel needs to paint the den or the right, seventh spare the bedroom. Den. He's not doing it. Unless he's so bored that he is going to do it. Maybe. I mean, I suppose it's possible. But I do, you know what I think in a lot of cases, I think they travel a lot. I mm -hmm. think they have the ability to fly privately. So even That's during true. times like this, they can go places and I think they spend money. That's what I think. Or they're bored. I don't know. 
Yeah, that's a, yeah, I really wonder that. Like even a guy like I'll give you a a, a, a much lower level celebrity than a uh, Billy Joel, but someone who I'm sure does not have a regular job. Okay. And that is friend of the show and friend of uh, Carton and Roberts, uh, Constantine Maroulis. Sure. He's a Broadway uh, actor. He's a singer. What is he doing all day? Why don't you ask him? You got his number. All right. It's a great That's question. Actually, it is a great question. The only thing Jerry I can and I think, were having a discussion. What do you do all day? The only thing I can think is you're putting demos together. You're talking to your agent. You're trying to figure out what's next. When the hell is Broadway yeah. going to open? But other than that, I guess you're being a dad. I don't know if he's got kids or not. I'm not sure if he's he married. He has a child, yeah. Right, he's so, not married but has a child. Then yeah, I guess you see your kid as much as you yeah. can. You know, I, you know, there's one thing about this that it's hmm, like I'm up and down with it because 2020 personally was a very difficult year because of things that happened in and around my family. That having been said, there are people that had and fought depression because they couldn't do things. Right. Aside from what we went through with a couple of different issues, I honestly enjoyed the time home with my kids because even though I get a lot of time already with them, this was different because they were always home and they couldn't go anywhere. And I felt like we did even more than we usually do. And I do sense that some people took advantage of that time too. So if you've got a kid, I would think this is time you're never going to get back. I talked to Brandon Tierney. I actually talked to him last week about something. BT. And he was telling me how he is just loved this last year because of being able to watch his little kids get a little bit older and spending so much more time with them than he otherwise wouldn't because when you do a show from 3 to 7 in the afternoon, he was leaving at noon and he wasn't getting home until 9 p.m. All of a sudden, all that time's back. Right. You know, and it's just, it's so for some people, it's been better. For others, you sit there and say, what the hell are you doing with your time? Yeah, I'm very curious, like what people do with their. Although they just say the same thing about me. What do I do with my time? I think yeah, I, I legitimately, that, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I walk the dog a few times a day, right? Which is like a half hour at a time. So if I do that, let's say I walk her five times a day, which I do. That's like two hours of walking a That's dog. That's a lot of walking a dog. A lot of walking. Yeah, have then you ever gotten I to the do. point yet where you're like, oh god, another walk? Oh yes, all the time. Oh okay. <laughs> but now I entertain myself. I like put podcasts on. I'll sure. put Carton and Roberts on. Dave Ramsey. Uh, if there's a good Howard Stern interview, like I, I've tried to find things so that I'm not so quick to want to be done with the walk. Because what else am I doing? Yeah, no, I hear you. Keeps you active. Play around with the piano. So maybe I am living like a musician. I think you are personally walking That's a dog or taking care of your child, um, exercising, eating. Yeah, uh, eating uh, is a big one. Doing some sort of hobby, whether that's tooling around with a musical instrument or people play video games like i'm not one to put the tv on until nighttime right so i'm not going to watch tv during the day you know you like I don't to get know. freaked out right before you go to bed <laughs> yes yes i mean and i prepare my dinner every night jerry i want to come up with a more active hobby that's what i want to come up with and i i would love it to be golf except i don't have five hours a day yeah that i used to have i would love it to be that but it can't be that i was thinking i would love to play tennis every day oh that's a good one i just don't i don't know who with who? My you wife's go to not a really school interested. and hit it up against a brick wall. No, nah, I don't want to do that. Like, I really want to play and I want to run around. And I actually want to play tennis. But you got to find a, a, a playing partner. Right. And then it's like, all right, none of my friends play. So mm-hmm. who? Play with some rando guy? No, thanks. Right. I'll pass on that. Right. Rando 10 and then the guy domi- either the guy's going to suck or dominate you. Right. And I'm somewhere in between. I'm not very good, but I'm not terrible. I can hit the ball. Right. You can volley, Jerry. Like, that would be a good... Th- but now, here's the thing with that, though. 
how do you play now? You got to go indoors and pay for it. Like I like the outside. Yeah. I want to be outside. Yes. But all right. Well, whatever. Weird story out of England, Jerry. I saw this and I thought, this has podcast written all over it. A a 17-year-old girl in England had a large hairball removed. hairball? Yeah. Is this a cat or a person? It's a woman. A a 17-year-old girl in England had a large hairball that had to be removed from her stomach. She was eating her own hair. Now, this is actually a disorder. There's two different parts of this disorder. You could have uh, one or both of them. The first part is uh, trichotillomania, which is the urge to pull out one's hair one at a time. I have seen this on. uh, I have seen this covered on TV for sure. Right. You know, and then people have uh, have uh, mostly women. Then they have like bald spots. Then they have to to wear hats and things to cover up wigs. Uh, But there's another part of it where just pulling out your hair one at a time is not enough that they then eat the hair Ooh. strand at a time and your body i guess cannot digest that i would think not i don't think your body's so that's meant called, to digest hair that's called trichophagia that is the compulsive eating of hair Ooh. okay so they had to pull this out of her belly that sounds horrible I used to hear that about if you ate gum, that the gum would not digest. And that For it would seven just, years, they always said. Yes, and it would just sit in your stomach. Yes. That's bull crap. Why wouldn't, why wouldn't gum get excreted out? I'm sure it does. Like, if you don't digest corn, it shows up in your poop. You're welcome. <laughs> yes. You know what does. I'm saying? Yes. So do peppers. Yeah, so I'm, I'm wondering even, like, why wouldn't the hair, if this woman was eating her hair... I, I I I don't know unless the stomach doesn't know pass it. You say. know, <laughs> you don't have an answer. You're not an expert in this, Jerry. I don't know anything hmm. about this. No, interesting. I'm not even sure what. Like, I, first of all, I feel bad for the people that have this type of um, disorder because that right. sounds terrible. It does sound terrible. And I hope this girl, after having the surgery, can fight through and not do it again. Yes, I would think that's very difficult. But they, uh, she's got to get into some hardcore Man, counseling. That sounds just awful. Yeah. All right. Uh, then uh, at some point, I think during the show, you mentioned how like you travel to a bunch of places for Rutgers and that sort of thing and how every place is starting to look the same. Yes. I'm sorry. Right. Matter of fact, there are some, my wife used to work at Bed Bath & Beyond. She stopped during the pandemic and did not go back. And I will always, I usually will send her a photo of a strip mall that's got a Bed Bath & Beyond in every goddamn city we go to. Yeah. And it looks like any other strip mall that could be anywhere in New Jersey. It's amazing. Yeah. And the book Fast Food Nation talked about this, where it was basically first the the book initially was about how there's fast the same fast food restaurants everywhere. Yeah, right? sure. Yeah. So it's like you could find a McDonald's yep. everywhere. And Absolutely. Where it used to be sort of regional, you would have like uh, maybe Arby's was only in parts of the country, mm-hmm. but now it's everywhere. And then they the book started to talk about how that then started happening with everything. So it's like, well, now the coffee shops are the same everywhere. Yeah. The hardware stores are the same everywhere. The, you know, it's like Yeah, there's Target. Home Depot, there's Lowe's, yes. there's, there's Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, McDonald's, everywhere. Applebee's, Fridays. They're all over. And that's why I say, no matter where you are, if you can find a job that you enjoy and pays mm-hmm. you enough, like you really can live anywhere. It's because nothing, now you want to tell me the people are different, fine. You'll blend in at some point. Nothing is different. It really is the same to me. Right. There's like maybe one or two things in each area that are a little like, do you live by the ocean? Do you live by the mountains? Sure. Are you landlocked? Mm -hmm. Are you in a warm climate 
cold climate. Right. Do you get hurricanes, tornadoes, or earthquakes? That's all different, and that's all region-based. My, my point is, when I look at daily life, and now as a father of two, married, whatever, my daily life consists of going to work, getting the kids to and from school and to their sports, and going to games for entertainment, movies, and going out to dinner and bars. Last time I checked, as I go from city to city, all of that's available. Yes, you can do that anywhere. Yes, I mean, it's- and like, if you got dropped into one of these towns that Rutgers plays in, without knowing, you might not know where you are. Oh, hundred percent. The only way you would know what region you might be in would be the flatlands of Iowa and Indiana. But even right. still, you're not going to know what state you're in. Right. But you would know what part of the country you were because you would look around for miles and see nothing. Correct. But other than that. No. Right. That's what I noticed about when I was going to school at Indiana State was as you went from the airport an hour away to Terre Haute, Indiana, in between the exits on the highway, there was nothing. Right. It wasn't farmland. built out yet. But when you got off the exit, you could have been anywhere USA Correct. as well. It's, it really is. It's fascinating to think about it. That's why, you know, I guess landscape is certainly could be important to you. And, you know, the beach could be important. Maybe you want to ski, all that stuff. I get all that. But just in terms of living in the suburbs of a city or a town, it's the same. The city right. might be different. And, you know, if you're not near New York City, that might bother you. It would not bother me at all. I'm more concerned with as how a family lives and their day-to-day life, to me, doesn't change at all. It, not, it, it just doesn't. And in right. some cases, it's better because if you like to play, you know, baseball, you can be in areas of the country where you can play 10 months out of the year. Instead of just, you know, six. Exactly, Jerry. I am going to text Constantine. And tomorrow on the podcast, well, you will not be here. Damn it. Let me ask you this. Well, yeah. save it. Well, that's We're going to do it Friday. That's fine. Yeah. the post-show with the meeting. meeting with Mark. Yeah. Will you, and I, which I can't do tomorrow because we have the COVID testing at 10 o'clock. Usually I try and jump on that. Uh-huh. Um, will you be interested? Have you seen the trailer yet for this HBO Max new documentary? There is no I in threesome. I didn't know if that was a documentary or a, or a scripted show. If it's a documentary, I'm interested. If it's a scripted show, I'm not interested. I was under the assumption it's a documentary. Then I am interested. That it's an inside look at sex lives. Yes, I'm interested in that. Now, maybe I'm wrong. I will find out. If this is scripted, then perhaps not. I thought this was real people, but maybe I'm wrong. I couldn't tell because the poster or the the graphic that they use looks very scripted, but sometimes they do that just because it looks better in advertising okay but i will look into it jerry and uh if it is if it is a documentary i'm all in it seems uh interesting i'm all about it jerry all right all right let's do the warm-up show because that's what i do all day i don't know what musicians <laughs> do all day but i do the warm-up show i walk a dog and blah 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 we'll see you tomorrow it'll be me and CeeLo for the warm-up show yes sir you have a great day we'll do the podcast God, on friday i hope i don't have any problems getting here friday yes Good luck and Godspeed to all traveling through the wintry storm. Five years, I've never had an issue. I'm hoping that continues. Okay. I'm hoping as well, dude. All right, dude. So. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, 
or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry. Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All right, what do you say we do this? A couple of minutes after 5 o'clock, a few hours after a wild Nets victory. Me and Eddie Scazzeri here in New York City and down the Jersey Shore. The old man by the sea with his puppy. His name is Albert, hmm, Lewis Dukes, I think. What's up, Al? Lewis Dukes, Jerry? How are we doing? I'm doing well. How are you? How are you? I'm actually well. I'm good. Okay, good. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the Nets because that was one of the things I had written down on here, Jerry, and that was, are the Nets a popular team now? They are around the country. I don't know if they are here because of the Knicks. Isn't that insane? This is insane talk. They're like a national team because of the trio of stars that they have collected. The problem is their fan base does not compare to what the Knicks fan base is. Still. Well, I thought we a, were a bunch of front runners, Jerry. We are a bunch of front runners, and I think when they get to the you know conference finals, yeah. I think you will start to see a lot of the front running fans that will start calling. Because I gotta be, um, uh, uh, what you're saying now makes sense. Because when I look around to national sports news outlets that I go to to see what's going Lead on story. in the world, yeah, they're always like the Nets, this, the Nets, that. The yeah. Nets. I'm like, hmm. Or are the should the Nets be a big time talking point on WFAN? And how bizarre around the country they must think we are that they're not as much. I mean, they are. Well, we we do talk Nets a lot more than we ever did. We do, but here's the thing. Here's part of it too. And I do. I really do believe this. I also think it's who's doing the show. Like a Net fan does not. You know, all due respect, a Net fan doesn't want to call Boomer and Geo to talk about the Nets. They're two Nick fans that mock them all the time. Mm, a Net fan point. doesn't want to call. You know, Steve Summers, who's a Nick fan, who mocks them all the time. So the idea that all of a sudden the phone lines are going to be lit up with net calls, not true. Evan gets net calls. People want to talk about the Nets with him because they know he's a net fan. You know, he's a net guy. You know, and it's not even so much being a, a net guy. It's like like Boomer and, and, and G, they mock them. So, right. like, I wouldn't call them. I'm not going to mock them anymore, Jerry. No. They're, In fact, you know, they might be my new team. You had a game last night where Durant and Irving are out. They're down 24, and they come back and win with Chris Paul going off last night. It really was it was interesting. I watched I watched the uh, second half this morning when I got in. It's an interesting half of basketball. So Yeah, um, and, and listening to Carton and Roberts yesterday afternoon, Evan, noted net fan, believed that last night would be a loss. He said, listen. Because the, the, the Laker game coming up. And the Suns are, he says, a very good basketball team, and without uh, two of your three uh, main dudes. Yeah. No, I, and, it, it, was set up, it was set up for it to be a loss. They were down, I don't know what it was, 70-something to 49, 73-49. Uh, and the Suns made a lot of big – how about the fact that with two and a half minutes to go, the Suns don't score the rest of the way? I think it was 124-116 at that point. And they don't score. The Nets actually had a couple of good defensive stops. Suns also missed a couple of shots, oh, by the way. And then they score the final 12 points and win. 
So when the playoffs hit, Jerry, and there's nothing else going on in the New York sports world, and the Nets are going to make a run and the Knicks season is over, are we I think we'll involved? get into it. Yeah, we'll get into We're it. getting well, in the mix, got to have it? Here's a couple of issues. One, baseball is going to have begun. Oh, so that's right. going to be a little bit of an issue. That having been said, you tell me, if you've got Nets Bucks against Giannis and Milwaukee, or you've got Nets Sixers or Nets Celtics, yes, I think people will be very into that. I really do. But right now... It's it's a Nick town. We know that, and we're let's let's be honest. We're a station full of Nick fans. I'm not, but most of our hosts are. If there ever was a time to turn things around to the Nets, this would be it. Correct. What if are you we don't doing? do it with Durant, Irving, right. and Harden, you're never going to do just it. Just quit. Well, just quit the basketball, quit. Jerry. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. But. Oh, don't quit! Don't <laughs> quit the NBA because you do have a franchise here. Yeah, and even listening to Steve a little bit coming in. You know, he was talking about how you look at the Knicks, you know, bunch of draft picks for the most part, that they're a fun watch because they've been dreadful, so they're giving the fan base hope. So while the Nets are doing what they're doing, you know, the Knicks, the Knicks fan is kind of pumped up right now. They think they've actually got a representative team. Doesn't mean they're going to win a championship, but it's a team on the up. So, you know, you're always fighting that battle. It's weird, though, like in all the other sports where we have two teams in the area, two or more, hockey, we've got three. There's, it seems to be equal. It seems to be like an equal amount of Yankee fans and Met fans, an equal amount mm. of Jets fans and Giants fans. A little like you could not devil- with the hockey, not with the hockey. No. A lot more Rangers, right? A lot more Ranger fans than Islanders so, and Devils. So hockey and basketball is where there's a problem. Yeah, well, keep in mind too the Nets. I know they started in Long Island, but the Nets they played in New Jersey. I mean, that was part of it too. The Knicks have been around forever. The Nets went from you know where they were in Long Island. They go to New Jersey. They didn't have much of a fan base in New Jersey. It's a hard sell, and it's gotten better. Brooklyn has certainly helped. There's no question about it. But even with the Knicks being terrible, the Knicks are still the – you know, you don't just turn it off. Uh, you might, <laughs> but most people don't just I turn, turn it, it off. I turn it right on when there's a championship team looming, Jerry. That's what I'm about to do. Right. No, you turn it on for the championship yeah. team. But mo- honestly, most people, if you are a Knicks fan, you're not just going to start rooting for the Nets. If you are, you would be a fraud, as I said I once went in a while. To, Jerry – you may know this. I was been a, such a long time Nets fan. I used to go to games at the uh, Rutgers. <laughs> I don't believe. Well, did you? I could see. I did when I was a little kid. Twice. Now my my my, uh, my neighbors behind me. Uh, I was friends with their uh, son, and okay. we used to go to uh, uh, games at the at, was it the rack back yeah, then, Jerry? Was sure. it called the rack? Yeah. And then I did Google that the other day. I was like, what years was this? It was like 1977 or something. Yeah, and then they go into the Meadowlands, and it was what it was. I mean, I remember my mother would actually take me and my brother to net games alone, which was, you know, unusual. Like, she wouldn't, and well, actually, she would take us to Shea Stadium. We would go there, too, with her. But, you know, if my dad was working, we would go. I never went to Rutgers to see them play, but I saw them at the Meadowlands countless times. And then when I covered them, I was there almost every game. I guess it was an easier ticket to get. It was a much easier ticket to get, of yeah, course. That's weird. It's a weird thing with the Nets and Knicks. It's a little strange. It is. I don't understand, especially, like you said now, that they are a national story all the time. You know, when they were in the finals in 2002 and 2003, those years? Yeah, I think so. Um, when you go back to those runs that they made, when they lost to the Lakers, they lost to the Spurs in the NBA finals, you know, the station, we actually had a lot of net talk. With, you know, Kidd and uh, Kenyon Martin and Richard Jefferson and Kerry Kittles with those teams. And they were, 
Now, you had to get to the NBA final, maybe even the conference finals, I guess, because they had one conference finals against the Celtics that was outstanding. And there was Nets talk, but like first round of the playoffs, nothing. Really not much. But you gotta get you gotta get deep into the playoffs. And I think with this group, once they get into the postseason, then I don't know about today with the win last night, but I think if the playoffs started today, they'd play the Knicks. I think that would get a lot of play. What do you think? I do think that would get a lot of play. Yeah. So I mean there's you know, there's ways that We'll get a lot of net talk, but it's still a little time away. So what your recommendation is, Jerry, is for the host of WFAN, don't hate on the Nets like you've been doing because they're here now to stay. They're a national story. They should be a local story. But because some of the hosts hate on them, I think you don't, don't get the phone calls. I, okay. That's my opinion. I do believe that. That's yes. fair. I do believe that. And I can only tell you from my perspective. Like I would not call the guys. I just wouldn't. But you'd call Evan. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Even though he said they were going to lose last night. Bad job. Yeah, but that's okay. I mean, that's fine. Because it's like one of your own saying it, so you're okay with it. All right. You know? So, yes, that, that that would be my take on that. And last night, if you didn't, and I'm sure most people that are up now were not up just a few hours ago to see the end. West Coast game, Jerry? Just go watch the, just watch the fourth quarter. Pretty wild, actually. Just watch the final 12 uh, points, all nets. Yeah, well, more than that, though, because even even the fact that they won in the 12-0 run was pretty cool. The game went back and forth. They didn't change leads, but what Chris Paul was doing in the second half was pretty good. Aiton was pretty good. It was, you know, Booker. It was, it was a fun watch, actually. Hmm. All right. Uh, in more NBA news, Jerry, the mayor of Atlanta, her name is Keisha Lance Bottoms, said in a statement that uh, fans should not travel to Atlanta to party for the NBA All-Star Game. Do not come here. We are not interested in you showing up to Atlanta because the NBA All-Star Game is here. She's told the people and the businesses in the city do not run any special promotions around the NBA All-Star Game. Do not run any special parties. Do not run any special uh, dinners for prime rib. Don't do anything that would entice people to show up here from out of town and spread their coronavirus That's the last to thing they want, yeah. But that's another thing from last night. Three Over, over 3,000 fans at the game. At the uh, Suns game? No, at the Clippers game that we were just talking about. I don't even think we mentioned the Clippers <laughs> yes, yet, Jerry. At the Nets Suns game. Oh, three thousand like, fans. Yeah, there was more I think it was like thirty two hundred was the number. I don't know how many they're gonna put in Atlanta, though we do know that there'll be fans. But yeah, I mean I'm thinking of heading down to Atlanta just because they don't want me there. Hot Atlanta. Go down there, get me some go to that barbecue place we went to. Isn't that gone? Didn't it burn I think down? It got burned down, yeah. Yeah, like two weeks after we were there. Yeah, a very famous barbecue place there, which of which I can't remember. We was very good. It. Something bees. I actually have photos. Some, some, Cracklin do. bees, wasn't Cracklin it? Cracklin bees. Does that sound right? That does sound right. Eddie, you were there. Does that sound Cracklin right? Cracklin bees barbecue. Yep, that's it. Yeah. That was and how long ago? Down. That was two years ago, would you say? Atlanta Super Bowl? Two years ago, Jerry. Well, last year we were in... Uh, <laughs> last year we were in Miami. Uh, Miami. Yes. No, we weren't. We were not in Miami last year. Yes, we were. Miami? Yeah, South Beach. Oh, right. Holy mackerel. I got no memory. Good thing those uh, memory pills that you uh, take are on, on the way. Nariva. Nariva. Uh, I better right show here. up today. I better start d- d- slamming those Nariva chews into my mouth. 
I found Bee's Cracklin Barbecue. I found that was a picture. Bee's Crackling Barbecue, yes. Jerry. Such so a that's what I'm going to do. I'm, just be, I'm going down to Atlanta just because the mayor doesn't want me going down to Atlanta. You're not going anywhere outside of Bradley that, Beach. You, you don't know that, Jerry. I do know that, actually. The best and way so to get everybody listening. The best way to get me to go somewhere, Jerry, is to tell me I'm not allowed. So, Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, I'll see you in Atlanta soon. <laughs> or you will never see I'm her going in your life there, ever again. <laughs> and I'm going to party specifically around the NBA All-Star game. What would Al Duke's game? party be around the All-Star game? What would that what would I'd that go down there, Jerry, have a couple of beers with some barbecue. And then turn and then, in by eight. Yeah, probably go to bed by eight o'clock <laughs> with indigestion from the barbecue <laughs> and the beers. And just think, most parties probably don't start till midnight. Yeah, that's a, that's great. Like when your friends would be like, uh, "You were going out tonight? Uh, I guess meet at my house at 11? 11? <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm with you. I know. <laughs> Holy moly! We're old now. By twelve, it's enough. Yes. Let alone going out at eleven o'clock. No thanks. Whenever, whenever I go to make reservations now, I'll, I take whatever the first sitting is. Like, what time you open? Five. I'll be there at five. <laughs> Even on Saturday? Yes, even on Saturdays. <laughs> like, I get Friday, because Friday we're, like, comatose by 9 yeah. p.m. But Saturday, come on now. No, I, Jerry, I can't. It's a bad for my acid reflux. I'm uh, <laughs> practically retired. I See, I always looked at you as someone that would go out, like, with the old people on Friday. But yes. Saturday, I thought you were more mainstream. Maybe I was. like, a 6.30 sitting. I, I definitely was, but this coronavirus got me uh, all into an even deeper schedule than I've ever been in in my life as isn't, far as Speaking of that, isn't it funny planning. how with, with the whole game planning of life right now, yeah. it seems like the numbers are way down again. Like, at least they're trending that way. And it's not, I guess the news is still doing a lot with it, but it seems like the focus has shifted a little bit. What are we shifting to? I don't know. It's more more vaccine and positivity, actually, oh. I'm noticing the last few days. And I don't... I don't want to say I'm not hearing much about it because you are, but it's different. Like a month ago, I felt like we were in full panic mode because yes. the hospitals were really getting packed again. And it does well, seem yeah. like it's kind of lightened up. Unfortunately, I think a lot of the news coverage of coronavirus is politically motivated. And these, you sort of get different things depending on what the news like. The news right now has the weather to make you to have you nervous and fear. As soon as this weather storm clears up, we'll go back Thursday, to it. We'll go right back into uh, coronavirus. I guess. I suppose. I don't know. I feel like the good weather coming, people will be outdoors again. It's going to be a good thing. Uh, and yesterday was such a tease. I cannot believe we're looking at a snowstorm again tomorrow. When yesterday, at one point, my car read 52 degrees and sunny. How about by me? I had 57, God, Jerry. That's unbelievable. It was nice to see the snow melt. And yeah. now more. Now I also saw that the numbers have been projected less than what we heard a couple of days Snow ago. Snow numbers. So that's a good thing. Now, are you on that rain line again down there? No, I think I'm in uh, like a four to six inch line as of right now, down the Jersey Shore. Yeah. All right. Well, I saw I saw three to three to five. So we'll see. Although Jerry, these numbers can change dramatically. You know what? I like nothing. The shifting of the storm. The shifting of the storm. We will you, see. And we're going to shift to a break and come back and shift to another right. topic in just a moment. Oh, you got and it, then Jerry. those net fans themselves, Boomer and Geo, coming up at 6 o'clock here on The Fan. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles. We win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. 
And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Al and Jerry, number one with meatheads in the gym. Always love those meatheads. What do you say? 523. I saw this, Al, which, I mean, you want to just talk about stupid. Now, I know from time to time you can have a worst-to-first type of scenario in season. Oh, yeah. But BetMGM put out a tweet uh, a little while ago. They had a better put down $10,000 to win $5 million for the Wizards to win the NBA championship this year. You're just, throwing, you're just throwing your money away. Like There are 30 teams in the NBA. Where do you think the Wizards rank right now? Last. They're 28th out of 30th. They're yeah, that's one of the weird. Worst. I mean, they're terrible. And I know they have they have West. I get it. They're not. And Bradley, they're not good. Come on. You want to throw ten bucks on that for a little fun, Jerry? I'm all for it. I, exactly. But ten, and it doesn't matter how much money. Either. Just throw money out the window. They have no chance. You got no shot at that. Now, I did see in uh, other betting related news that the New York Mets. Are the hot bet right now? People betting them to win the 2021 yeah, World not? Series. Why not? Gambling problem. Good lineup. Uh, good pitching. Why? Why wouldn't they? I'm putting fifty thousand dollars on it, Jerry. I'm gonna go right to the. I'm gonna go right to a sports book today. Put what kind fifty thousand dollars for the Mets right now to win the World I Series? I, I think probably. Um, I'm not sure, but probably not great because a lot of people are betting on the Mets. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, you still could get good odds. When we went to Las Vegas, for whatever reason, maybe the boxing match we went to, yeah, uh, that was before sports betting was legal in New, New Jersey, and I bet the Mets to make it to the World Series at the beginning of the season, and yeah. uh, that was the year they went to the World Series. And you, and you ever cash that in? I did, but uh, you know, it was, <laughs> here's the thing: the, I the Mets were like 11 games into the season. I think that year they won 11 straight to right. like start the year. So my odds, you know. That was a hot bet as well at the time, so I didn't get great odds, and I didn't put very much money down. I think I probably won $80. What a waste. Not a waste. It is a waste. $80. That's right. I guess. I mean, that's called cold, hard cash, Jerry. I suppose. (laughs) Not much. Now, yesterday, yesterday I was listening to uh, the afternoon program, Carton and Roberts. I'm just saying they're 12 to 1. 12 to 1 Mets? Yes. So I would put down. one hundred dollars, and I win what? I can never do the math. Twelve hundred. Okay, yeah. that sounds easy. I was listening to an afternoon show yesterday, Jerry, and they were very into the fact that it was seventeen years ago that Alex Rodriguez became a Yankee. Okay. I don't know why this is not, not not like twenty years or fifteen years. They were celebrating. It was just 17. on this day. It was on this day. Yes, yeah, seventeen years, and I almost called in because they were talking about that eight. It was A-Rod the most talked about personality on WFAN. Was he? Is that what In you're his time, yeah. I mean, during his time, he probably was, sure. He was a lightning rod. The like most? Strawberry was. Yeah. Um, See, Tim, in my head, I immediately went to, and this could just be my experience screening calls and such, but I immediately went to Eli Manning as the most talked about personality on WFAN in the time that I've been there oh, since 2007. He is certainly right up there. Absolutely. I mean, it's hard so to you'd argue. So you put A-Rod, Eli, Knicks-wise to me, Mello was the one that always, if you brought up, and maybe it was just because Boomer was very in, interested in discussing Carmelo, to me it seemed like if you brought up Carmelo Anthony. People called. Yeah, that was yeah. A, Carmelo, A-Rod, Eli. 
Yep. Your 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 well, three lightning rods. In recent time, yes. You, in if you go time, back yes. if you go back to the late eighties and the in the early nineties when you didn't listen to the station, I don't think you did anyway. You were I living did not. in Tampa. I mean Strawberry was a lightning rod. Um Ewing was a lightning rod. Oh I yes, think, Ewing. Hmm. I think who else? It's a good one. Yeah. Lightning rods, Jerry. We call those guys lightning but a, rods. And A Rod too. You know, there was so much that when when on and around A Rod because you had the A Rod Jeter No More Garcia Para conversation that went on and on and on, and then A Rod decides to come here. He's going to switch positions. Does he and A Rod? Does he and Jeter even like each other? Like you know, that was another talking point. Then the drugs and the stuff. I mean, it was just it never ended with him. And then he had all the fun off the field stuff as well. Yeah, to, to be a discussion. You had the divorce, the strip club thing in, in Toronto. I mean, he was like a nonstop headline. Dating famous women. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I mean, I that's, yeah, he's up there. He's top five. Absolutely. Top five. Okay. I would say so, yeah. And I think we actually probably just nailed the five. A-Rod, Eli, Mello, who were the other two? Uh, Ewing and Strawberry. Ewing and Str- Strawberry, really? Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Absolutely. Back when. Oh, absolutely. Back in the late 80s. Yeah, for sure. Okay, Jerry, uh, Mr. Joe Buck, you're familiar with him. He does games. I've heard uh, of Joe he Buck, does. Of uh, he does both baseball and football right. for Fox. Did golf too for a while. And golf for a little while. He revealed on a Colin Cowherd podcast or something or other that he and Troy Aikman used to have cocktails in the booth when they were doing games. Now, to be clear, this was mm-hmm. not to get hammered. This was oh. one drink to loosen up. They got hammered, Jerry. No, they didn't. Don't you... Don't spread lies. Don't you listen to him. So he said originally that uh, when he was doing uh, baseball games, Cardinal games, uh, or uh, postseason baseball games, that he would have uh, a producer run and get the largest beer he could find in the ballpark. This big Sapporo oil can or the Foster's oil can? Remember those? A big giant, the big beer and a helmet type of a beer, Jerry. Yeah, the the Foster can is gigantic. Yes, then Sapporo had a long, tall can. Yeah, Sapporo. I got very thrown off by Sapporo because I used to get that beer when I would go get sushi because right. I I felt like it was a Japanese beer. And then you see, it was brewed in Canada. <laughs> they sold it to Canada. I guess. So it really threw Did me Molson off. Molson own it. I don't know who owned it, but it really threw me off because. I wanted authentic Japanese beer when I was eating authentic sushi. But if the recipe is from there, sushi isn't it really the same thing? I suppose, but it just—I know it what you're felt saying. a little less today. Yeah, me. no, I understand. I got gotcha. you. Canada up there making fake Japanese beers. Yeah. So Joe Buck said he used to get the largest beer he could find, and it was a, re- a visual reminder, Jerry, for him to relax exactly. and act like you were home watching a game. This isn't brain surgery, Jerry. We're relaxing. As we're... long as you're not slurring your words like the old Monday Night Football booth used to do. Well, he said he used to just sip on the beers. I'm sure. But he said so he, he brought this uh, to football when he and Troy Aikman teamed. And that Troy Aikman has a little bit of a bougier drinking situation. He's He can't be bothered with your, with your beers. And he wanted uh, tequila, Grand Marnier, and grapefruit juice. That sounds delicious. And that they will have, uh, they would put one in there and sip on it as a visual reminder, just like, hey, man, hey, man, we're just hanging out here, having a good time. We're just like you. That would mellow out Tony Romo, though. That wouldn't be good. I'd be great with one beer. Like if I started doing that every morning here. I like when you drink vodka. 
No, I and can't. your I'm, eyes I'm, get very heavy and you start, you know, bobbing your head back and forth. <laughs> I'm off the vodka, Jerry. I, I, I don't think I've had a, a drink of with vodka in it in hmm, three really? or four years. Yeah. The Tito's is very, it really is very good. I'm a beer guy now, Jerry. Like yeah, I know, uh, you're one I'm a like week. A, I'm like a construction worker. I drink beers. <laughs> beer. <laughs> Let's relax. <laughs> I drink beer. <laughs> you make it sound like you're out there pumping a six-pack every Friday and Saturday night. I normally have one beer on Friday. Right. That's your big treat. Or one or two on Saturday. I might have three beers total on a weekend. Every weekend. What about Sunday? Not every week. No, no, Sunday. Why Sunday's not? Helps off. you sleep, no? No, because Sunday is I'm back into work mode, Jerry. Hmm. Okay, fair enough. I but would I think, might start. I would think it would help you sleep, though. I might start doing this to to just remind myself. Hey, man, we're we're doing some sports talk here. Maybe that's why. If you remember the story about Joe Buck needing to use uh, the bathroom during a game and having to use a right. bottle, maybe he should stop drinking beer. He was slamming beers, Jerry. Maybe that's by that could be part of the problem. Now you get the same issue with water too, of course. Of course, but beer a little bit more, I think. I might just start putting beer cans around my home desk here just to remind myself, hey, man. Like you haven't done that already, <laughs> you egomaniac with your, your own beer can? I might just surround myself with Al's boring beer cans. Just a reminder, Jerry, hey, man, we're doing sports talk. I wouldn't be surprised if you <laughs> lay in the middle of a circle of beer cans, of your <laughs> beer cans that have candles on top of them. Oh, what's this, another Al's boring beer can? <laughs> I did have someone reach out and say that they make candles out of beer cans. That's cool. Why not? Like like for people that are really into uh, those, uh, uh, what do you call those beers Like that you find all around the country? Beers small. of the world? No, no, just like small mean? small brew, micro brews. Oh, okay. That's you neat. Know, so what do you, have, kind of, I guess they cut the top off. And yeah, cut, cut the, the top wax off. In, mm-hmm. Wax in, wax out. Wax off. <laughs> Whatever you say, Al. <laughs> Quick break, 533. We got Boomer and Geo at the top. It's a Wednesday here on the Oh. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Al and Jerry, longtime tag team champions. All right, Wednesday. We're getting you close to Boomer and Geo. Get you set up for a huge day ahead because you've got the Knicks playing the Magic in Orlando. They call it a must win Wednesday. <laughs> I like this though. Is this the one we, I know we've talked about this before. Was this the one that had all the uh, sports highlights in it? Yes. Walk of Life. Walk of Life, Dire Straits. Mm. Right. From around 86, 87, Jerry. Sounds about right. Come on. Where'd Come these on. guys go? Uh, they retired with money. Mark Knopfler. Yes. He's got to be in his 60s, right? Oh, I think he, I felt like he was in his 60s in the 1980s. No, oh, maybe he's not around that. That can't be true. I don't think so. He's Let's one of those guys that just looked older than he was, Jerry. He is. Rock and roll lifestyle. He's 71. And he's still uh, alive there? Yeah, he's 71. All right. Uh, happy birthday. Let's do a birthday shout out. <laughs> in <Knopfler>? August, yes. <laughs> when I was a uh, when I was in high school, there was a um, a, you know, remember when the Jerky Boys were out and yes. their their tapes somehow circulated before there was an internet, which and, is just amazing. Yeah, like we all heard the Jerky Boys. Yeah, somehow all got our hands on a cassette tape somehow. 
all got a cassette tape. Around that same time, there was also another tape circulating where the guy was uh, would call places and he would just yell that he was Mark Knopfler. I don't remember. I didn't know that. I don't remember that. I'm Mark Knopfler. He'd be screaming at people. I don't know why how I got that. Maybe one that too. just circulated in Colonia. Oh, maybe just me and my friends had it, or it was just you and your friends. That is amazing, though. Like, I wonder if anyone's ever studied that how that Jerky Boys tape circulated. I mean, who's going to pay for a study like that? No, just I would love to know. Like, where did it come from? Where did how did it get? How did we all get it? Well, but how did? But I mean, you can make that case for. I mean, I guess you can say radio stations made music popular, no question. Yeah. But when you had different genres of music that really didn't get mass radio play, how did bands get popular? No internet. Yeah, like I, I, I like I how have... was heavy metal a big a big deal in the early '80s? Where was that played? Right. In particular, Metallica was very popular. They were not on the radio. Right. But that was also true of rap music, too, like uh, Public Enemy and N.W.A. They were not on the radio, and they were selling millions of copies of, of cassettes yeah, but that and was more Wasn't that more early 90s, though? Maybe. When MTV became a thing? Yeah, but they didn't play their stuff. I'm going to do a deep dive, Jerry, and find but out how those there... Jerky Boy tapes got circulated. I was not a big MTV. I really wasn't, but I did watch it. Wasn't there Yo! MTV Raps? Yo! MTV Raps. Yeah, but this was, I think, even prior to that. Prior to those, that? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, MTV would occasionally, like, I don't remember them playing Metallica that early on, so I don't know how people knew who Metallica were. But, like, Ozzy Osbourne, I think I saw, like, one video, and then I went out and bought a record just to see what Ozzy Osbourne was all about, and there was this mystique that he was the devil. Yes. It was very intriguing to an eighth grader like myself. Yo, MTV Raps. (laughs) August 1988, it debuted in the U.S. Oh. Yeah, but even then, like, they were playing, like, they weren't playing... I'm rap music saying. from from the streets, Jerry. I don't know what they were playing. I just they know were playing at least there was rap music. Like for instance, and I always tell you this: I, when I was, I guess, seven or eight years old, yeah, my friends and me, we listened to Judas Priest. Yeah, how in the hell did I get involved in that? Like, how was that even popular? It was 1982. Yeah. Uh, they were early on MTV videos, but I don't know if you had cable yet, but they had, you got another thing coming was an early, uh, MTV video. I don't think I was watching MTV at Judas Priest. I don't. Were your parents concerned that you were into yes. a band called Judas Priest? I always told you this. They were concerned when I was listening to <laughs> Judas Priest and Anthrax. Yeah. For our a son's, short time. Our son's listening to something called Judas Priest. But not for long. Like it was just, it was a very, it was a brief phase. Those are the days, Jerry, of 80s heavy metal, early yeah. 80s heavy metal. Like, I'm looking at Judas Priest here. Yeah. You're talking the late, really the mid to late 70s is when they became what they were. They're, they weren't getting played on the radio anywhere. No, no, they were not, Jerry. So, yes, you. why don't you, you've got time. Why don't you do the study on I'm the gonna do a study today. heavy metal? I'm going to do a study today after the program. I'm going to gather all of my scientist friends. I'm going to get all the researchers from Quinnipiac. I'm going to reach out to Christopher Lepresti, who does updates here. I'm going to see if he can gather some Quinnipiac poll people. I'm going to find people who work for the Associated Press. I'm going to get a hold of some of the people who work over at 1010 Wins and the failing New York Times. <laughs> I'm going to gather them all together. I'm going to do a, a really big Zoom call, and I'm going to say, I need answers by end of business today of how that Jerky Boys tape got circulated pre-internet. By the way, Judas Priest is supposed to be doing a new album. 
Of course they are. No one's buying that. Don't waste your time. <laughs> Do not waste your time putting out a new Judas Priest record. Ay, ay, ay. Jerry, uh, reports are, now we haven't heard anything about Deshaun Watson and the Jets in quite a quite a number of days. Yeah, but... well, here's what we've heard. The Texans aren't trading them. <laughs> oh, right. That's what we've heard. Well, a new report is out that says that this is a if, new report or an old report. This is a new report, Jerry. Okay. This is brand spanking new. All right. That if the uh, that the Broncos, the Broncos are going to pursue Deshaun Watson if they get word on the street. Yeah, you know everyone's going to pursue him <laughs> if they get word on the street that he's available. <laughs> They're not trading him. Boy, that's going to be one disgruntled quarterback this season. I you would think? not want to be on his team. Yeah, that's not going to be fun. Mm. And then I like the one. I saw the one story. The Eagles, want, I guess, want to trade Carson Wentz to the Bears, but Wentz wants to go to the Colts. <laughs> Imagine he goes to the Bears and he's miserable there. Right, so, right. So they say that the that the Bears have more that they could give the Eagles back. So the better deal will be if the Eagles can ship him to the Bears. Right. Now, they do not need his approval of where they ship him. Right. He, as you said, he wants to go to the Colts. The Bears, though, if they're going to give up uh, big-time draft picks, want to ensure that Carson Wentz is all in. Right. And, and it doesn't sound like he's all in. No. That would be total Bears to it. I mean, right. there's no <laughs> team that has screwed up the quarterback position more than the Bears have. Yes. That would be perfect. You get their hands on Carson Wentz, they give up a lot to get him, and then he has no interest in being there. Right. And plays terribly, too. Shows up all, like, sad, <laughs> not all pumped up to play. Yeah. It's, it's certainly on the table. What a miserable franchise the Bears seem. Like, the Bears, to me, are like a defensive, run-the-football, yeah. never-have-a-good-quarterback kind of a team. Cold stadium. Cold. <laughs> You're right. Jim McMahon back. Yeah, I don't. I think his playing days are long gone, well, Al. We, you haven't seen him throw, Jerry. I have. I have not. I've seen days. Boomer throw. Boomer can still throw. Boomer can still sling it. And there was a, a very brief stir yesterday uh, when J.J. Uh, Watt uh, used – Robert Sala's mantra of all gas, no breaks in an Instagram post. And some people thought that that was a, like an inside clue that he was coming to the Jets. We're really so stupid with all this stuff. And then it turns out that uh, all the coaches use that phrase in the NFL. Yes. And now you got DeAndre Hopkins wants him in Arizona. There was a little stir with that. I don't really know if there was a stir or not. He's past his prime, Jerry. You don't want to. We don't need JJ. Watt I would on take the a Jets. Sh- I think if I was, I see. If I was the Jets, I wouldn't. If I was a team that was close to winning, I would take a flyer on them for sure. But hmm. I would think, not on a young team. I don't think I would. You think he's a good locker room guy? I do. I do. So then, if you had a terrible locker room, maybe you bring him in. Yeah, I guess you could. It's just you're paying a lot of money to clean up the locker room, and I don't know what kind of production you're going to get, especially if you're not on a good team. You put him on a good team. And you use them on specific downs, I think it can still give you something. So I saw Steelers, Packers, I saw Cleveland Browns mentioned yesterday sure. with JJ Watt. And what do those three teams have in common? Good defense. They're good. Oh, they're good teams. Yeah. You know, you want them going to the Jaguars? I don't. He doesn't. Nor does he. Exactly. Then I saw a video yesterday, Jerry, of uh, Cam Newton roller skating in a roller rink. He went there on Valentine's Day. I know roller rinks were still around. Oh, they're around, Jerry. What was the last time you were on a roller? Like, what was the song that you used to jam to as you were on the roller rink? I I never was able to go around the roller rink. You can't skate. I could not roller skate. Can you? Bl- can you now? No, I don't think so. You time out. You live across the street from the beach, and you yes. don't rollerblade at all. No, I no, I have no idea how to do that. 
Wow. Okay. I think only women rollerblade. No, they don't. You what see are you men rollerblading? About? Of course. All right. It's actually a good exercise too. I did see the dog whisperer rollerblading when trying to tire his dogs out when he, uh, you know, goes to a house that has a bad dog. The dog whisperer. Yeah. He rollerblades with the dog running so that to tire the dog out. Have you ever sat down and evaluated what you're, what you've become? What I've consumed and what I've become? Yes. Like where you were, mm-hmm. what you used to do, right, and where you are now. Where like there's that are. whole thing on Twitter, like what we were, where where, where we are now, whatever. The how hell it was. started, yes, how that. it's going. Have you ever done one of those for yourself? <laughs> I've not. I tell you, the big entertainment yesterday was my parents came to visit, and they brought a frozen raw turkey neck for whimsy. So I watched her eat that. <laughs> that was your entertainment for the day. <laughs> yeah, we all just kind of sat around and watched the dog eat a raw, frozen turkey. Awkward neck. lunch with the Dukes. <laughs> yeah, because they watched the dog. Lunch. <laughs> My parents are all excited. They they got their first coronavirus shots. They're scheduled for their next ones. Then my mother goes like this. She goes, "A couple days after we get our second shot, we're going to Longhorn Steakhouse." <laughs> <laughs> the little things in life that excite you, right? They're like, "We're going out." You know what? They're, they're gonna feel immune to everything. And you know how exciting that's gonna be for them. Have they not gone out at all? They they do not go out. Yeah. So yeah. So they 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 say that after their second shot, you wait two weeks, and, and then, then Longhorn Steakhouse, Jerry. That's they're great. excited. Very excited. Maybe a movie, a big night dinner Ooh, and a movie. That would be a crazy night for them. But that would be pretty good. They want to go get their steaks. I'll give you a, a show to watch. I don't know if you've seen this one. I saw right. this, I saw this uh, coming attraction yesterday or whatever, promotion for it. Promotion, yeah. Have you heard of, so there's Jersey Shore, right? We know what that's been. I know what that is, yes. Very familiar. Have you seen, I don't know if this is new or not, but I've never seen this until yesterday, Floribama Shore? Yes, that actually is a number of seasons old. At that's this not new? No. People watch that. Uh, it doesn't have the same buzz it that Jersey like Shore has. It looks like a mess. Has. Yeah. Okay, Florabama, so sure. Right. Yeah, I've not watched it though. It I seemed it a little new. set up to me. Oh, you're kidding. <laughs> I mean, come on, <laughs> Jerry. Something about it just seems a little fake. Oh my god! Can't the, get into it. The promo I saw yesterday, I didn't know if I was interested or I wanted to throw up. Yeah. Ugh. The Florabama, sure. Not for me. I guess it's what where Florida and Alabama meet. No, it's between Louisiana and Texas. <laughs> Al. Well, that's a weird name then. <laughs> You do make me laugh sometimes. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up, and then we will get you to Boomer and Geo on a Wednesday. But first, we have a Radio.com Sports Minute with Amy Lawrence. She says things never stay the same in the league where they play for pay. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry. The superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. Without uh, Kyrie, without Kevin Durant, last night the Nets came back from 24 down, beat the Suns out in Phoenix. The Devils beat the Rangers at the Garden last night, and you had the Islanders win. I think that's eight straight games now with points. They've won a few in a row, so the Islanders playing good hockey. What else you got? Oh, and St. John's won, too, and so did UConn. I got a lot of information, Jerry, on Twitter from some of the topics we discussed this hour. One, uh, the Jerky Boys, I see that they were from Queens and that uh, Howard Stern got a hold of their tapes and played them ah, on the radio. Ah, that's interesting because I saw the one that said we people taped them off the radio and I'm thinking, who in the world would have played that? Right. That makes it, sense. How did you not know that? I don't. I didn't remember that. 
And then uh, Anthony M says, do you guys remember buying bootleg cassette tapes at gas stations and bodegas? I did not. not. No. And you worked at a gas station, Jerry. We didn't sell sell any of that stuff. We sold cigarettes. You should, Jerry. You should have been making bootleg jerky boy tapes. I could have. I didn't. Instead, we uh, we fixed we fixed flat tires. We sold cigarettes and oil. And then uh, Headbangers Ball on MTV is where people started uh, seeing uh, heavy metal, like Headbangers Judas Ball. Boy, I don't that remember like a, that. That was like a Saturday night show. You would have the VCR, you know, you okay. have the VHS tape that. Yeah, sure. Which they also had a, a show called 120 Minutes, which was uh, the alternative rock. That was like the way you would find new music. Hmm. So things are happening. So MTV here, so. was really MTV where the stuff got passed around. Is, yes, where it got passed around or where it got noted first, uh, but not like you had to search it out. It was like late on Saturday sure. night, Friday night. It was appointment television, appointment which at that time television. it really was. Yeah, I remember I used to set my v- VHS tape. So you didn't see the stuff on Saturday nights because you were too busy trying to watch the scrambled nudie channels. <laughs> yeah, right. So I missed all this heavy metal music. <laughs> yes. I was trying to watch Playboy Channel <laughs> and see a... A slip. See, like, yeah, like a a nipple that had like purple ultraviolet <laughs> colors on it because of the way the TV antenna was. <laughs> Did you tape the scrambled channels? No, the, I, there was no way to do that as far as I knew. What do you mean? With the VHS? You no, could... but they, you, they, you you couldn't, you had to like tune in your VCR to a particular channel. The nudie So channels... clearly you tried this. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the like the, the, the Showtime After Hours yeah. type thing? No, yeah. I mean the scrambled channels that you didn't no, get. No, the scrambled channels, you used to have to punch down three or four uh, channels at one time on the manual box. Once again, so you've tried Yes, I did try. I was very innovative back then. I would try anything. Yankees and Mets baseball is back. 